You're listening to Intuitive Blueprint Podcast, episode 88. Today, we're talking about your potent truth with Ruby Freeman. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so much for taking the time to invest in your mind and doing it with me today. So this week on the show, I invited my dear coach and spirit mom, Ruby Freeman, to the show, and I'm so, so excited um, for you guys to get to experience her. She's been my coach for the last two years. This is um, uh, two years last year and the year before, and she has impacted my life in such a way that I like can't even put words to it. Um, But she's on the show this week and we're going to be diving into what it means to reclaim your potency. So Ruby's going to explain how potency is the medicine that you have to offer when you're being the fullest expression of who you be. In this episode, we dive into all things leadership and we even talk a little bit about what to expect with her upcoming book, Potent Leadership, which is out for pre-orders right now. So make sure you go to potentleadership.com and put in your order because you are going to want this book, especially after you listen to this episode. So tune in today and discover Ruby's journey of facing her shadows and reclaiming her potency, Ruby's take on what to do when you've lost yourself, the difference between a coach and an advisor, how to step into our leadership capabilities, and the importance of having your potency. This episode is packed with so much wisdom, so much fire. You guys are going to see why Ruby was my coach for so many years. I absolutely love her and I cannot wait to share her with you guys today. So before we dive into the episode, I just want to um, reiterate that her book is out for pre-order right now. And if you're listening to this episode late, you can just go ahead and probably purchase it normally. Um, But if you go to potentleadership.com, you can pre-order and she has some special bonuses to offer for those who pre-ordered. So make sure you listen to the full episode to hear what those bonuses are at the very end. And before we dive in, I'm just going to give you a little bit of info and a bio about Ruby um, because she's, you know, has so much underneath her belt. So Ruby is a certified life coach, NLP practitioner, leadership mentor, and speaker who has helped thousands gain the confidence to quit performing crystallize their messaging and lead their movements with integrity an expert on personal growth and inner work ruby is the host of the top rated podcast potent truth formerly known as today's thought leader and has appeared in over 100 publications and podcasts she works with her clients one-on-one or in group settings at her live retreats and in her collective Known for her big heart and no bullshit approach and shamanic gifts, which I can like fully attest to, um, Ruby works. Ruby's work bridges the gap between practicality and spirituality, offering leaders an opportunity to create a true inner expansion. Her favorite topics to speak on include potent leadership and conscious entrepreneurship, which have landed her on stages around the world. Ruby sees herself as an advocate for humanity and uses her online presence to encourage her community to question the narrative and cultivate true sovereignty of mind, body, and spirit. And she lives currently in Austin, Texas with her husband, Kevin, and their two dogs, Luke and Leah, which I got to meet as puppies after our retreat 
that um, I, we, that she hosted in January. So she's amazing. She literally is my spirit mom. I love her so much. I can't wait to share her with you guys today. If you love this episode, we would so love to hear from you online. You can tag us both on Instagram, share your insights, your key takeaways. And she shares really practical steps. So really like take the time to integrate Um, the wisdom that she shared today because when you integrate it I promise your life is going to change because she has positively impacted my life tremendously in the last two years that I've been working with her so without further ado let's dive in hi Ruby welcome to the show I'm so excited to have you here Shanae it is an honor to be here today and um, to just dive into this conversation with you I know. I'm super stoked. So as you guys heard in the intro, Ruby is my dear coach. I still think of you as the coach, by the way. (laughs) We'll we'll be back on schedule this year. Um, But Ruby has been one of the biggest catalysts of my life and of my leadership. And whenever people compliment me for, for the leadership ability, I'm like, ah, you gotta, you gotta meet my coach Ruby. So I'm so excited to share you with everyone today and to, um, help everyone reclaim their potency. Um, But before we dive in, I'd love to first just get a little context, a little background on how you came to be the person that you are today. Now that's a loaded question. I like how you said little, a little context, but with a loaded question. (laughs) I mean, in a nutshell, uh, I lived, uh, I was raised in Indian, um, family and, uh, had a lot of expectations placed upon me at a very young age. Um, I was expected to speak a certain way, dress a certain way, look a certain way, go after a certain type of, um, uh, education, get a certain type of job. I was told what to do, what to say, how to act. And anytime that I even showed a glimpse of who I was, I would be shunned or punished or told that I was too much or too moody. And so I learned at a very young age to hide pieces of myself, to dilute my potency, to wear masks around different people for different things to, um, as an attempt to control how I'm being perceived. And as I continued on my journey, that led me down this really self-destructive path. When you're not being yourself for so long, that takes you on a a, a really dark spiral of a journey uh, where I suffered from depression and anxiety and a lot of other physical ailments. And that led me down a uh, even more destructive path of addiction. I finally hit rock bottom with my addiction in 2012, ended up with a massive head injury, a concussion and post-concussion syndrome. And that was the event that really changed my life um, because it put me face to face with how destructive I was being towards myself. And I took that as an opportunity to start to live life differently. I didn't know what I wanted. I just knew I wanted to feel free and I didn't feel free. So I started to do things for myself. I started to focus on learning how to love myself, how to really take care of myself. And the better I felt in my body, um, meaning taking care of my nutrition, my health, the more clear my mind became and the more clear my mind became, the more I was able to really see the traumas that I was facing. And that gave me the opportunity to work through those traumas. And so my journey has really been one of 
facing my traumas, facing my shadows and reclaiming that potency that I diluted for so many years. And in that reclaiming my voice, reclaiming my truth, reclaiming my expression so that I can show up and be the leader that I am today. Absolutely love that. There's so much I want to dive into. I think a lot of people, um, have a similar story. They have been through the same journey of having to put on masks, having to dilute themselves, having to be someone for everyone. And when you've gone down that path and you've really lost yourself, what would be the first, how can we start to reclaim it? What would be the first thing that you think like that you would tell someone or just like the, the uh, advice that you could give? Mm. So if you find yourself in that place where you feel like you've lost yourself, the first thing that you need to do is acknowledge what got you there. And I don't mean point the finger or place blame on anyone. I mean, acknowledge the choices and the decisions that you made to get yourself to that place, because we cannot change the things that we're not willing to see. And even though other people may have hurt you along the way, you are where you are still to this date because of you. So you have to acknowledge the choices and decisions that you've made that have brought you to where you are today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I really feel that. I feel like that's a lot of the work that we did together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And as you know, um, there's so many layers to that, right? Like we might see the first layer of, of, oh, these choices led me here. And then once you see that, you start to see everything else, the behaviors, the patterns, um, your, re- your reactions, every single crumb that has led you to where you are. And when you connect all of those dots, you get the big picture of the journey that you've been on. And as hard as that can be to, to face, to see, like to see all the ways in which you have created this life that you're not happy with. It's also very freeing because you start to understand that because I created this, I can create something different. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. So true. Um, I think one of the best things that I've loved about working with you is, um, your ability to see. (laughs) And when I meet, when I say see, I mean, really see, Mm -hmm. like really see and see beyond like what's just on the surface and really, I guess, read between the lines. Um, How has that gift been cultivated for you? Mm. So what Shanae's referring to here (laughs) are my psychic gifts. But um, I would also say in combination to that, my gifts as a projector in human design, um, I see a lot of things that others don't see. Um, And my willingness to actually call that out. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it's one thing to be able to see things. It's one thing to be able to call those things out. Um, and for me, I I feel like I've always had the gift of, of seeing, of hearing, um, of feeling, uh, my entire life. It was just a journey of refining that gift of learning how to use it so that it wasn't always on because it used to always be on. It would scare the shit out of me. And I had to learn how to control the aperture like you would a camera, learn Mm -hmm. when to turn it on, learn when to turn it off. And then with my coaching clients, also learn when to lead with that and when not to. Because quite often, um, and this is the problem with being addicted to seeing psychics, um, 
is that when you tell someone what's going to happen or what you see, it can often by it can often lead them to bypassing their responsibility um, to take ownership for where they are. Everything has a better butterfly effect. You know, even if I see something, that doesn't mean that it it's going to happen in reality because you have the power to change, right? And that creates this butterfly effect where the slightest change in your decision or behavior can change the outcome. So the way that I use my gift with my clients is I use it in a way to empower them versus disempower them. I never want to tell my clients what to do. I never want to tell my clients the fullest vision that I see because I want them to be able to see that for themselves. And I want them to be able to lead their own way to that path that they want. Which is, I think what makes you a phenomenal coach. Um, I came into our coaching container with the insight that I'm very um, impressionable. Mm -hmm. And so, and I'm always looking for the answers outside of me, always looking for, okay, what's the right thing to do? What's the next thing to do? What's that next step? And I remember so clearly after being in a mastermind with you and crying for like three months straight (laughs) and I had a decision, I was like, I either invest in this business coach for next year, or I invest with Ruby. And I decided to invest with you because I just knew that what I needed to be a leader wasn't to be told what to do, but instead was to be in a space that was created for me to tap into my own potency to my own being. And that is what you do so beautifully. Even though you can see all this stuff, you don't always tell me. (laughs) That would ruin the fun, right? I mean, that would, that would um, take away from your journey. You know, I think that we, get to go on this journey our own way. And if I direct people too much, that will take away from that process. And you know this because you've experienced this. Every single step of the journey offers a deeper sense of the process that you're in. Without that step that you took before getting to this step, you wouldn't be at this step. Like there's something that you gain from every single step that you take. I don't want to rip that away from you. Mm -hmm. Which I think is a shadow of the coaching industry. Mm -hmm. That psychic industry. (laughs) Yeah. Um, That I'd love to dive into actually, because I think that for the coaches listening, uh, Mm -hmm. often a question I get is, um, how do I know um, like what to say, when to say it? And then the shadow of um, needing to connect all the dots for our clients, which mm-hmm. um, is like a twofold conversation because on one end for us as coaches to reclaim our potency, to have it, it's being able to cultivate and, and create those answers for ourselves within ourselves, mm-hmm. but also for our clients, for the containers that we're leading. Um, let's, let's dive into that. What is your, what's your take on this, the shadow? Mm. Well, I think, um, what differentiates, I want to start with this. What differentiates a coach from an advisor is that in a session with a client, the client does most of the talking in a coaching relationship in a session with an advisor, the advisor will do most of the talking. So the coach doesn't lead the conversation. The client leads the conversation and the coach flows with it. And the coach is only there to shed a spotlight on the things that the client may not be seeing. 
Now, if the coach, uh, a lot of coaches will get stuck in that shadow of like wanting to connect the dots for their client because they're in their own um, worthiness wound. They're battling their own sense of uh, worth with themselves as a human and with themselves as a coach. They don't feel good enough. They feel like they need to prove themselves. Um, sometimes if they, you know, depending on what they charge for coaching, sometimes it's like, well, I'm charging so much for coaching. So I need to get them this result, mm -hmm. but that's the energy that actually takes away from the magic in the container. And what you do when you connect the dots for your client is you disempower them. Mm -hmm. You're dragging them through the mud instead of having them walk through it themselves. So they may, they may create a change in that moment because you've connected the dots for them, but I can assure you that that change won't last because they didn't connect those dots themselves. Mm -hmm. So it's almost as if we rob them of their own potency. Completely. A hundred percent. How can we as coaches step into our own leadership capabilities, so to speak, um, so that we can be able to guide our clients in the best way. Mm. I think anyone who's been following you for a while, and I mean, if you've been following Shanae for the last two years, you've probably, or even three, you probably noticed a massive shift in her online presence. Um, and if you haven't been following her, like just go on her Instagram and creep for a bit. Like just go through her feed and go way, way back to like posts from a, two years ago. And you'll sense the energy there. I think that when we're showing up as coaches, as entrepreneurs in the online space with a diluted potency, what we're doing is we're just showing up in these cookie cutter ways, trying to fit a perception of who we think we need to be, or we're trying to fit a box in order to be labeled something in order to be seen as a coach. I need to be X, Y, Z in order to be seen as a leader. I need to do X, Y, Z. And we stick these labels and put these parameters on us, which boxes us in and keeps us in this cage. It prevents us from really showing up in our fullest expression. And then let's not even get, uh, let's not forget about comparison, you know, scrolling your feed comparisonitis is huge and it's plaguing our collective right now. And the more you compare yourself to others, the more you dilute your potency because, uh, when you are comparing yourself to someone else, you start to want to adopt their image, their tonality, their voice, their messaging, because you see it quote unquote working for them. Mm. And so you start to mimic others. And in doing so you lose your voice. You know, a lot of people talk about, well, I don't know my voice. I don't know my message. It's like, well, you do, you just need to be reminded of it. The only reason you feel disconnected from that right now is because you've spent so long perfecting these masks and these facades and these personas, and you've been performing for so long that you've forgotten what it's like to actually be you. And we feel a lot safer when we're performing. We feel a lot safer when we're wearing masks and putting on these um, performances because if people don't like you, they don't like you for your performance. It's not like they don't like you, the person. It can be a lot scarier, feel a lot scarier to put the real you out there. But when you are brave enough to show up in the fullest expression of who you are and your full potency, that's when you start to attract aligned opportunities, aligned clients, aligned experiences, aligned relationships, and everyone else just falls away. 
So, you know, for anyone who's ever worked with me, and I've noticed this just in my own audience and community, the more that I speak my truth, the more potent I show up, the more I'll start to lose people, but I'll also start to attract more aligned people into my community. I agree. I absolutely agree. And thank you for the reflection. Um, if you haven't been following me for a long time, or if you have been, um, I think a lot of people always ask me like, what happened? Like how (laughs) literally a girl was like, how did you get into this? Like she was my fitness and nutrition client three years ago. And, Mm. and after a discovery call, she was like, what, like what happened? I said, Ruby happened. (laughs) (laughs) It was like my life before Ruby and my life after Ruby. Um, Mm. And I think this is the testament of an, of a coach who is within her potency, who has really reclaimed her potency. And I know there's so many coaches that are listening to the show who are still working through the worthiness wound, who are working through the traumas, who are doing the inner work. And I want to assure you that you're in the right space. If you are doing the work, it, it is, it is hard. Like I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It is hard. Um, it requires a immense slowdown which is even harder for us type A perfectionist overachievers because you you have to pull back to give yourself that space and that time to not only process what you're going through, but then to signal to your nervous system that where you are is safe. Because when you're hustling and going and going and performing and performing and performing, which is where I was at a few years ago, there is no time to slow down. And it's almost as if like, I think you reflected this back at me. I was doing so much because... I felt like I needed to do in order to be worthy. And that's like, Mm -hmm. okay, well with this next thing, I'll be worthy with this next thing. I'll be worthy with this next client. I'll be worthy. And I kept chasing that worthiness because of the mask of the performance of really building my business for my ego. Um, So if you're in that space, if you're listening, um, I just want to assure you that you're in the right space. Like the, the slowdown, this resistance that you may be feeling like it's perfectly normal. And I applaud you for doing the work. Mm-hmm. Well said. And a lot of people are scared of slowing down. I just want to emphasize slowing down doesn't mean you're moving backwards and um, you don't even have to call it slowing down. You can just call it more being more intentional with your time, being more mm-hmm. intentional with your energy, you know, because if you're constantly uh, hustling, go, 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 doing, 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 you're not actually giving yourself the space to process, to integrate, to feel your emotions, to, to acknowledge what's coming up for you. You just keep sliding that stuff under the rug Mm -hmm. and that's not healthy. It will come back at you. You may be able to create a a temporary form of success this way. Um, I've experienced this and I've seen other people experience this, but again, that's not going to create longevity. You will burn out. Mm-hmm. Agree. So I'd love to know in your words, why is it important for us to have our potency? Like, what is the, I know the answer. I want, I want the audience to hear it from you. Um, why is this so important right now with where we're at in the world? Mm. Yeah. So potency is the medicine that you have to offer when you're being the fullest expression of who you be. And this is the medicine that you need the most. This is the medicine that humanity needs. And this is the medicine that your purpose needs. See, your purpose was given to you, was gifted to you. This purpose was birthed through your life experiences. And so that means you and only you can lead it. But if you're leading it by trying to be someone you're not, 
you're not going to be leading it in an effective way. Your potency is what happens when you own every single aspect of who you be, your tone, your expression, your physical appearance, your voice, your truth, your shadows, your light, your essence, your values. When you take all of that, the totality of all that makes you you, that is when you drop into the potency and that is what makes you unique. There's not one single unique item that makes you stand out. It's the totality of all that you are that makes you stand out. And when you are not in your potency, that's when we're not feeling free. You know, you chase freedom through external factors, but you'll never feel free because you're not giving yourself the freedom to be you. So your potency is the greatest gift that you can offer yourself and the world. And it's what happens when you stop diluting yourself and start boiling down to the core of all that makes you who you be and bring that to the surface. Let, let yourself lead your purpose, your mission, your life from that potency. Mm. I love it. Okay. I'm going to ask the question, how the first, the first thing you said was to really acknowledge, Mm -hmm. um, the crumbs and acknowledging and seeing the acknowledgement and layers. What, what happens after that? Mm, Yeah. Once you acknowledge, um, that's when the, the layers of the onion start to peel back. Mm -hmm. So that's when you start to see all the different ways in which you are, uh, getting in your own way, all the different ways in which you're stopping yourself all the different ways in which you're um, holding yourself back. And once you see those things, it's time for you to understand why those things are there. Why do you continue to stop yourself? Why do you continue to hold yourself back? And so that ends up being um, a journey down your timeline, going down your timeline to understand what are the root causes, the root traumas that really led you to create these protective mechanisms. You know, sometimes we don't feel, we hide our truth. Like we don't speak our truth because we are scared because at some point in our timeline, we spoke our truth and we were punished for it. So by identifying what that point in your timeline is, it helps you unravel and detach from that trauma. I love that. Um, I recently learned about attachment wounds, trauma, and then external trauma that happens to us. Um, when you're working with clients um, and really working on the on trauma that's so deeply embedded in multiple stages of their timeline, have you noticed that um, that maybe has like the biggest impact on their change, on their shift, on reclaiming their potency? Does that make sense? Yeah, and we have repeat traumas because there's a lesson in there that we have yet to learn Mm, and the trauma continues to repeat itself because we perpetuate it, right? Like if we focus, whatever we focus on is what grows is what continues to happen. Um, because our subconscious mind doesn't know the difference, um, between words, it understands visions. And Mm -hmm. so when you are thinking of a trauma, your subconscious mind sees that as a picture, and then you start to repeat that picture. And so I'm not saying that you are the one who is um, causing these traumas because sometimes these traumas are caused by external factors, by the actions of others. However, we perpetuate these things. Mm -hmm. You know, if you say to yourself over and over again, everyone abandons me, 
-hmm. I can guarantee that you will continue to experience the abandonment wound being triggered in your life, because that is what you're focusing on. You're not focusing on all the other people who stay. You're Mm. focusing on all the people who leave. And so this trauma continues to repeat itself. So yes, if you focus on the biggest traumas that continue to repeat, will that make a big difference? Of course. But what you'll find is, and that's why I like to say peeling back the layers of an onion, this work is never done. Like we we are constantly picking up new traumas and new wounds because we're constantly growing and evolving. Mm -hmm. So this work never ends. Now we all have like the really deep core wounds. And for many people, I mean, I would say 99.99999% of the collective The core wound has to do with worthiness. It'll always come down to that, Mm -hmm. Um, but it shows up in different ways for people. And often to heal that specific wound, it might take your entire life, right? Because there's layers to that work. I can't tell you how many times I've been met with that wound and I continue to find new layers for me to dive into, but with every layer that you choose to dive into and face with every layer of the wound that you continue to heal, you unveil another level of your potency. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. I, I completely resonate. I think I thought I had healed my, um, eating disorder stuff, you know, my disordered eating. I thought I healed that control there. And then I found that once I've healed it there, I'm putting healing quotation marks, then it shows up somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And it's this, it's so many layers of it. And every single time you think you've healed, what actually happens is that you've opened up an even deeper portal into your own being. It's pretty mm-hmm. freaking cool. Yeah. And again, like the eating disorder is a perfect example. It's not the eating disorder. It's not the food. Right. And so you have, that's the first level is identifying the eating disorder. That's the first level of that onion. You start to deal with that. Okay, great. You've, you've healed your eating disorder, but then that, um, that disorder transfers to something different. You know what, if you are addicted to food, you become addicted to something else. If you were addicted to the control of the eating disorder, um, which is a lot to do with like anorexia and bulimia, you start to try and control other areas of your life. And so then that becomes another layer and you continue working through your layers until you understand the reason why you're trying to control the reason why you continue to, um, become addicted to these things, whether it's for escapism or for control. And once you get to that root cause, that's when you really start to unravel the good stuff. But every layer gives you a reward. Every layer offers you um, a, a stronger uh, a stronger brew of your potency. Ooh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in the in the book, I actually compare uh, um, potency to. Uh, brewing your potency to brewing ayahuasca. And it's like one of my favorite parts in the book. So, (laughs) oh my God, I can't wait to read it. I can't wait. Aren't I in it? (laughs) Yes. I feel famous. (laughs) (laughs) You are in it. (laughs) I'm excited. So for those of you that don't know, Ruby has a brand new book coming out called potent leadership. And pre-orders actually start today when this episode airs, which is Monday. What day are we on? June 28th. So where can we pre-order this book? Um, at potentleadership.com. I love it. Can you tell us a little bit more about it? What we can expect from reading it? 
Yeah. So potent leadership, drop the mask, ignite the real you and reclaim the leader within is a book that really takes you on a journey. And the journey is split into three parts. Part one of the book really takes you to this place of, uh, facing who you're being today. I think a lot of times we live our lives on autopilot and we don't recognize how we're showing up, but we do pay attention to all the things that we don't like that are happening in our external world. So part one of the book brings you face to face with the reasons why those things happen. It it brings you face to face with you and all the ways in which you're showing up fake AF. (laughs) Um, Part two of the book is called who you be. And in this part of the book, You start to dive into why you're programmed the way you are so that you can understand what it actually, what it's going to take for you to detach from those programs and reprogram yourself in a way that actually serves you. So understanding what's really important to you, what's really meaningful to you, what, what beliefs you really, what you truly believe in the beliefs that really align with your core innate values. And then part three of the book is called potency. And this is where you learn how to reclaim your potency and weave that into your work and into your leadership. So you show up as a leader who is authentic, congruent, and a hundred percent embodied so that you are a leader who is leading by walking the walk and not just talking the talk. Yes, a hundred percent. And I can tell you how life-changing it is to lead your business in this way. Mm -hmm. I used to be exhausted trying to constantly perform and just like do, 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 and just show up all the time and show up in ways that I felt like I should, or show up in ways that I felt like my audience needed me to be. Mm. When in reality, they just needed me to be myself. Mm Mm-hmm but I had to accept myself first. You did. Yeah. I had to do the work. I had to really like, I mean, when I say like, I cried for a long time, I cried for a long time. (laughs) You're going to just like make everyone think that all I do is make you cry. (laughs) I didn't tell the story. She She doesn't. I'm a crier. I mean, sometimes I do, but (laughs) I mean, okay. I have to tell this story now that we brought it up. I have to tell it. I have to tell it. So I found Ruby through a a friend of a friend, a friend I was in a mastermind with. And um, she was like, oh, I'm going to do this next. And I was like, cool, I will too. And I'm going to know who this person is. So I just signed up on a whim. And I thought Ruby didn't like me because (laughs) my core wound is needing to be accepted. And my mask was that I would be who I thought people needed me to be in order for them to like me. And I wore that mask with every person in my life, every client in my life, every, you know, every waitressing job I ever had, which served me until it didn't Mm -hmm. because I was at this point where I had a six figure business and I was extremely tired and resentful. And she's the first person, the first coach. And that was like my third coach by then who really called me out on it and was like, what a disservice to your clients for you to show up like this. And I was like, oh my God. (laughs) But anyways, I thought she didn't like me. And so every week I would like try to get her to like me. Mm -hmm. And, um, and this is my own, like in my own inner world, I kept thinking like, why doesn't she like me? Like I'm the best one. (laughs) I'm the one doing the most. (laughs) 
And um, something that you say that I love is that I'm not intimidating, you're intimidated by me. Mm-hmm. And I know that's actually one of that you've shared with me, something that you've always worked through is, is being misunderstood. Mm-hmm. And I misunderstood you because I didn't understand myself. And that's what you're a very beautiful mirror for. You're, you've been the clearest mirror for me, like mm-hmm. for me and will forever be because of how much work that you do on your own being. Um, so here I am thinking Ruby doesn't like me. We, um, get on a one-on-one call and, um, I was like, man, she's brutal. I need to work with her. (laughs) And it was just the first time that anyone's ever called me out on my stuff. And the first time that anyone has ever, um, really looked me in the eye and told me like, just straight up because you cared and because you knew what I was capable of. And so you put your own ego to the side to truly allow the space for me to be, to be who I was mm-hmm. kind of betraying this. But um, so anyways, I like signed up with her after that. And then uh, my life has never, ever, ever been the same. And I finally shared with her one day that I thought that she didn't like me. And she was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, why would you think that? Like, why, why would you think that? So um, it has just been such an amazing journey that I've been on with you. And one that I would, um, and it's not ended at all ever. You can like be assured that I'll be in your life forever. Just so you know, (laughs) as long as you're taking clients. Um, but it, it is so empowering to just be yourself Mm -hmm. and to be able to show up on social media now without the mask, without feeling like I needed to be someone different without feeling like, um, that my, worthiness really was in my business and, and feeling accepted. And so this gift that you've given me, this gift that I've, we've co-created together within coaching and that is in this book. Um, I really hope not hope. I know that our listeners today, like you, you should run to get this book because this essence that I have now of really who I be and, and being able to stand in this power and really feeling like a leader. Because when I first signed up with Ruby, I didn't think I was a leader. I was like, well, I really want to join Thought Leader Collective, but I don't feel like I'm a leader. Mm-hmm. And one thing that Ruby said to me was the fact that you think that makes you a leader. Mm. And so this is such a gift and I, and I want everyone to have it. I want everyone to have this clarity of really knowing who you are and creating the space for you to do the work, to really find it so that you can be your most potent self. Mm. Mm. That's my Ruby story. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. And um, I can guarantee that the shifts that you've created also show up in your work with your clients. Um, Yeah, because I remember how you were showing up with your clients way back when we first met. I mean, you weren't even sending invoices to some of your clients. (laughs) Uh, So I'm certain that that has shifted your containers mm-hmm. with your clients and in doing so has offered uh, a more potent container for transformation to actually occur. Mm-hmm. The ripple effect is amazing because the boundaries that you held with me that I know like you were like, oh man, that was hard for you at first are the same boundaries that I now hold. And now the ripple effect is my clients reflect back at me. I love the boundaries that you have with us. And it's really a great model for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So being in your potency has truly been a gift to me and to my clients. So thank you. Mm, Thank you. Well, is there anything else that you think we need to know on reclaiming our potency besides reading the book? Because we're all going to go do that. Mm, Let's see what comes through. Mm. For far too long, you have been dismissing pieces of you. You've been forcing yourself to pretend to fit into a box, to comply, to abide, to please, to appease. And in doing so, you've lost the essence of who you truly are. Right now, more than ever, the world doesn't need more cookie cutter diluted leaders. What the world needs is you in your fullest expression, in your truth, in your authenticity, in your light, in your shadows. And so now is the time for you to reclaim your potency, for you to drop the mask, for you to reclaim all that makes you who you be. Thank you. Thank you. I felt like that was for me. (laughs) Maybe it was. (laughs) Selfishly take that in. I'm so glad this is recorded. Um, Ruby, thank you so much. I am just so honored to be your client. I'm going to start crying. (laughs) You are just an amazing person and I'm so happy that you're in my life. I'm so happy that you are here to spread this message because it is one that I full heartedly believe in. And this, the devotion to our inner work, I think is, um, it's, it's everything. It's what Mm. we all need. Thank you so much. Thank you for, for trusting me on your journey. Thank you for sharing me with your community. I appreciate you. I love you and I will forever be your spirit mom. Yeah. For those of you that know, Ruby's my spirit mom. Um, One last question that I ask every single guest on this show is what does it mean to you to be your highest self? Mm. What it means to be your highest self is to give yourself permission to be all that makes you who you be unapologetically. Beautiful. Thank you so much for your time today, for your wisdom and for your love. Mm, Thank you. Thank you again for having me. And thank you to all of our listeners for, for being here with us. Yes. And a reminder to pre-order Ruby's book, Potent Leadership, go to www.potentleadership.com and you can pre-order yours beginning today, Monday, June 28th. Um, And when you pre-order, Ruby has bonuses for you. Do you want to tell them what the bonuses are? Yeah. So when you pre-order the book, you will get three activation audios that I've recorded to go along with the three parts of the book. You'll also gain complimentary access to three online training and Q&A sessions that I'll be hosting live this summer. And you will be entered to win a one-on-one coaching and mentorship session with me. Yes. I love that. And um, if you do pre-order, send me your receipt and I'll also send you a little bonus. I don't know what it is yet, but DM me, um, take a screenshot of the pre-order, send it to me. And I'll also send you a little something, something. Um, I'm so excited. Me too. 
I'll, yeah, I'll have mine pre-ordered. Can I, can I get a signed copy? Am I, am I allowed? You are, you're on my signed copy list. Yes. Yay. Well, I'll order a couple to, to give out. Mm. Um, I'm so excited. If you guys love this episode, if there was something that really resonated with you that you are ready to take action on, post it on your stories, tag us. You're going to find me at Shanae Momoko and you'll find Ruby at I am Ruby tag us. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to know what resonated, um, what really, really like tugged on your heartstrings today. And, um, and if you love this episode, make sure you let Ruby know because she um, loves hearing the feedback, don't you, Ruby? I sure do. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'll see you guys next week. Same time, same place. Don't forget to be your highest self. Bye for now.